going on, everyone? Welcome to the Season Gaming BitCast, episode 82. You've got Ainsley Bowden, Dan, I'll be with you in a minute. I'm on a phone call, Rodriguez, and Bert traveling to Scotland to do who knows what. Rod, Rod, not Rodriguez. He sucks. You're Rodriguez. You sure? All right. No, I don't know what we're doing this morning, but we're going to go ahead and keep going here. So, <laughs> jump. <laughs> we're off to a great start. He kind of looks like a Rodriguez. Uh, yeah, he could be a Rodriguez sure. in a way. Yeah. yeah. It's not bad. <laughs> Colombian Rodriguez. I like it. Mm -hmm. All right. Moving to actual gaming news. Amy Hennig. So we haven't heard from her in a while. Um, people, most people know who she is. Pretty famous in the industry. Um, goes as far back as the NES. Part of the Legacy of Kane series. Talk about a series yeah. that needs to return. Crystal yeah. Dynamics uh, was an, uh, a naughty dog. Worked on Jack and Daxter. Big part of Uncharted. So she's got a hell of a resume. So she disappeared for a couple years, but she's back. She's opening a new studio in collaboration with an ex-EA executive and a Hollywood production company, Skydance, um, who have made movies most recently like Terminator Dark Fate. So uh, she's going to be running her own studio and going to be focusing on story-focused experiences, and it's going to be pretty much for all platforms. She even mentioned uh, streaming, so I assume she was talking about Stadia, although Stadia may be gone by the time their first game comes out. So this is pretty yeah. cool news. So she's um, <laughs> she has a hell of a resume, and um, you know I know people are waiting to see what she's going to do. So her own studio is one way to go about it. Um, obviously, with Hollywood backing, I'm sure they have some type of decent funding to start making this game. But sure. that's all we really know. We don't know how big the studio is, how many people it is, um, or if they've even started kind of pre-production on anything yet. Yeah, I mean, I I, I loved her stuff. Um, I'm I'm one of those guys that. You know, I, I was really looking forward to what was the Star Wars one she was working on. Yeah, you know, and yep. and never 13, materialized. 13, 13. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, so I'm still curious. To, you know, maybe she can take something from there as a base and you know make something really cool. I mean, I, I, I'm sure she could do whatever she wants. She's an amazing woman, and she's given us some great games. So I like to see what she's got. Not on Stadia. Yeah, <laughs> gosh. I'm a big fan of hers. You know, uh, I think just about every series franchise that she's worked on, I've been really into. Uh, looking at you know Legacy of Khan or Kane, um, you know, it's one of the series that I wish would come back in a new way. Um, she Legacy guess, of Khan. Oh, Legacy cool. of Kane. Are we talking about Star War or uh, Star Trek? Gosh, we're having a hell of a time. Today, boys. <laughs> <laughs> isn't Please that the um, Isn't that the Soul Reaver series as well? Like, yeah. hasn't there been like yes. yeah Legacy of so, Kane Soul Reaver? Yeah, so I mean, that's that's. I think that's something that we're probably doing time for. I mean, we've rebooted so many different things. I think that was a pretty fun franchise. I think a lot of people liked it. But um, I'm I'm interested to see what she does when she's not led by a studio and what they're looking for. Something for her to start from scratch on. So I think she's very talented and looking forward to hear good news from what she whatever she does. So hopefully in the next year or two, maybe even three years, we'll see something fresh from her. Yes. Yeah. All right. Here's one. Uh that I don't know, it seems to have created a divide in the community, is uh, a new Half-Life is on the way. Except, it is a VR-only entry, and it takes place between Half-Life 1 and 2. So, according to Valve, the, this is a full experience game. Um, it's going to be on the Valve Index system, which is their new VR system that launched just a few months ago. And, um, you know, it, it's... It's supposed to be the stepping stone to them getting back to Half-Life after all these years. So, 
I don't know about this one. I think the trailer for it, from a VR perspective, actually looks really cool. Uh, it looks really high-end, you know, kind of like a higher-end VR experience. I'd, I'd love to play it. I don't think I'm going to buy the system just for this game. But uh, for Half-Life fans, they seem to be mixed. Some are, uh, screw you, uh, give us Half-Life 3 or a proper entry, and other people are like, well, this is cool. Hopefully it leads to Half-Life 3 or something else. So I'm not really big in either camp. I was never a huge Half-Life guy. I'm much more a Halo guy. So, but um, I think it's neat. I think it looks cool, and I hope that Valve gets back to uh, making some games. Yeah, I think I think the biggest reason this is kind of like the Diablo mobile thing that came out from Blizzard, you know, a couple years ago. We've been wanting that Diablo, um, you know, the real Diablo, not the mobile feature. And so this is kind of the same thing. And Half Life Three has been teased forever. It's been then, you know, put away that they're not working on it. Then there was a skeleton team still working. I mean, there's just back and forth. So I think people have want have wanted a legit Half-Life 3 for forever. So I think this is kind of where this is going. And there's going to be a lot of people that aren't going to play it because of just that it's VR only. It's not coming to console in any form, not PSVR. It's not going to have the power for that unless the PS5 VR is going to have something that's going to be able to power it. But um, I have a feeling Valve's going to push this only on their own um, side. So cool to hear i am not remotely interested in it other than hearing what people have to say about it once it comes out i think it's too bad that this is all we're getting from valve from a game development for and especially in the half-life franchise i think the, the the issue with vr right now is that it doesn't have that marquee title and this mm -hmm. might be it so i i'm hoping that this kind of launches and you know kind of the whole vr into more of a mainstream uh i don't know console you know it, it, it's I, i've always wanted like a really full fully realized game whether it's half-life or not um the closest thing i've ever got to was maybe like you know uh, astrobot or whatever it's called is that what it was from playstation yeah. or or even blood and truth because it was kind of like a whole you know storyline based but it was really short you know so i'm hoping this has got some you know some meat meat to it i've got uh the five so I'm hoping that, you know, I think it's releasing on every... I uh, think it's at Vive yeah. as well, yeah. Yeah, it's on Vive and, and then the Oculus. And Oculus, yeah. Right. So, and I think Windows HoloLens or whatever it's called, or the AR or whatever they've got. Um, but I'm actually pretty excited about it. Um, I haven't played a Half-Life game forever. Sure, I'd like Half-Life 3, but I will be for sure jumping into this. I've already pre-ordered it on Steam. Uh, <coughs> It's going to be ready to go as soon as it comes out. This is all right. I'll be doing. Cool. Well, at least one of us will be planning. Yeah. So we can yeah. give an intelligent opinion on it. Sure. Or somewhat intelligent opinion. <laughs> Relative. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, one of our favorite games of the year, uh, well, two out of three of us, Borderlands 3, is getting a lot of content update. So the, uh, the biggest content update yet uh, just released, actually. I want to say two days ago as we're recording this, so it's out now. It adds the uh, Maliwan Black Sight missions. Uh, it increased probably the most requested thing for, for late-game players. It increased the bank size to 300 possible slots, which is awesome, because it means you can pretty much have multiple of every legendary. I think there's like 250 legendaries, so at least one of every legendary. Um, did some performance touch-ups around the menus and many, many other things. It's a very long uh, update list, so that's on our site if you need to check that out. And then uh, less than a month from today, uh, the first full DLC launch is on December 19th, which is Moxie's Heist of the Handsome Jackpot. 
So this looks pretty cool. This, uh, you know, Moxie's a big character in Borderlands, and uh, this is basically where you're teaming up with her to go rob Handsome Jack's casino. And the trailer, as you would expect with Borderlands, looks pretty, pretty hilarious, including slot machines that fight back. So um, this comes at the perfect time for me. I love the bank increase. I love the, you know, the expansion to the core game and fixing some of the things some players wanted. And then the DLC launching just before the holiday season, which gives me time to play it. So I'll definitely be diving back in. I'm sure you will, too. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, it's kind of down what I've been waiting for to jump back in. Is You know, just I need an excuse. With everything else coming out, you know, it's hard to kind of stay on these games. But a uh, nice DLC. Hopefully it's got some, again, meat to it. That's the theme for today's show. Um, <laughs> um, I loved Handsome Jack. He's one of my favorite all-time bad guys of any game, any franchise, any series. Um, so hopefully it's got some kind of throwbacks to him. Um, I'm guessing most of the slot machines will have his voice, which would be awesome. Um, and Moxie is super hot. Um, I wish I could take that back. I immediately regret <laughs> saying that. Anyway, yeah, come on, bring on. Bring it on. You said early. <laughs> not a lot to say on it i know you guys are bigger fans of this than i am but it was uh free to play this past weekend so if you had it on if you have games with gold it was the game to play with games of gold this weekend oh yeah that's true but as you're listening to this that's over yeah, so over. i hope you maybe yep. enjoyed it yeah. yep all right so speaking of updates this game has been updated for years now and Halo Master Chief Collection. So the time has almost come. People have been waiting for this on PC for a long time now and waiting for Reach as well. And uh, as you're listening to this, you're only about a week and a half away. So Reach lands on December 3rd along with the PC version uh, on December 3rd as well. Now, let me give you the details here. So on the Xbox side, if you're a Game Pass subscriber, you get Reach for free, added to Master Chief Collection, and all the, that includes multiplayer, Forge, you know, all of its components. If you are not Game Pass and you just own Master Chief Collection, you can get Reach and all the components for 10 bucks. And if you have never bought any of the stuff and not Game Pass, it's gonna be $40 for Master Chief Collection with all six games. If you're on PC waiting for this, uh, December 3rd will give you the initial kind of build of Master Chief Collection and Reach, but not the five other games. The other games will be added over the course of 2020, um, which you can find in the latest update on our site as well. And then uh, they're actually making a bunch of new things for this title, which is part of what's taking so long. So they're actually adding an entirely new progression system in the game, which goes across all of the games and then allows you to unlock um, cosmetics and other things and have a rank uh, that's universal on Master Chief Collection. Uh, there's going to be Forge updates and a whole bunch of other things. It was a very, very long update that 343 gave this week. Like I said, you can find it on our site if you want to see all the details, but they are going to great lengths to make this uh, pretty much the definitive Halo Collection. And what I imagine is that they, uh, you know, they're going to work on this through 2020, so by the time Scarlet rolls around and Halo Infinite is out, that basically you can play any Halo game in peak form with all of its stuff on PC, Xbox One, and Scarlet all up. So really, really cool kind of game plan from their perspective. I was trying to think, you guys tell me if you can think of one, I was trying to think of any series on any platform that's been handled this way to where games over 20 years, you can play all of them um, with additional components remastered uh, on a single platform. No. Yeah, nothing. Can't think of anything. Nope. Yeah, it's nope. it's pretty cool. So um, if I mean, I guess maybe this, like maybe I said, some of the Mario the stuff, but maybe not. Say it again. 
So I was thinking maybe some of the Mario stuff, but that's such a the virtual console side is such a mess on the Nintendo side that you can't really say that. Yeah, and you but. had to buy it about 19 times. Yep. So, but anyway, you guys, I know Burt Reach is your favorite uh, Halo game. Jumping back it's, in, it's my favorite story. Um, it's not my favorite multiplayer, but um, I can't wait to play it in in the new update that it's getting from a story perspective i'm not sure if i'll really play too much of the multiplayer stuff but um, i'll definitely give it a try here and there just from the social aspect yeah i'll probably play through the single player stuff and that's probably about it but <laughs> I, reach was my favorite halo game same as you bert for the story as far as that goes it was super mm-hmm. good um my question is halo if it was better but you know mm-hmm. you guys could be wrong it's fine no. go ahead anyway um, my question with this whole the way you talked about it, this whole system it's awesome, it sounds really cool but does it become you know, irrelevant when Scarlet releases? Only because I say that because I think most people will be probably playing on Halo 5 multiplayer uh, or you know, or Infinite, Infinite. Infinite. Infinite, I'm sorry yeah, so you know, I figure most people will probably switch over that there'll still be the fans, obviously, for the old stuff um, but I would think people, most people are probably going to migrate over to that. And all this work that they're doing is going to be kind of sitting there, kind of collecting dust, maybe? I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe maybe there's a big enough fan base. And I know there, it's huge. But I, I just wonder if, if putting all this work into it is going to pay off at the end. And, but, but I like the progression stuff, like going across. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's super cool. So I think, uh, I don't, obviously they may integrate it with Infinite in some way. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, remember... Master Chief Collection came out 2014, originally. Um, So what I can tell you, being a huge Halo 5 player, um, is that at least when Halo 5 launched, that took over, right? Because it was fantastic multiplayer. And generally, more people play Halo 5 than they do. But there seems to always be a market for going back to, like, Halo CE or Halo 2. Um, So I think, yeah, I think more people will be playing Infinite by and large. But I think people will still go back to this. And the fact that you can kind of jump between... Uh, is excellent too. It'd be really nice if they made it so that if you owned Infinite, you could just jump into it from Master Chief Collection, yeah, like a menu cool. option. So we'll see. Yeah. Cool. Uh, on the other side of the coin, we're kind of talking about the future of Xbox IP here. It's PlayStation 5. So uh, coming out next fall as well. And earlier this week, a uh, patent kind of released, which seems to be legit for the PS5 controller design, which I remind you is not called the DualShock 5 yet. Sony's very adamant about this. Um, so anyway, the DualShock 5 is apparently, according to this patent, going to have longer handles, more like the Xbox controller, uh, smaller thumbsticks, larger triggers, which is a good thing because the triggers suck on the DualShock 4. Um, it's going to have the touchpad again, but no light bar, which is kind of interesting because you need the light bar to work with PSVR. So uh, you may need to just use your PS4 controller still. And as you would expect, it's moving to USB-C, which is obviously going to be the standard going forward, which is a nice thing and hopefully speaks to a better battery as well because the DualShock 4 battery is garbage. Um, So what do you guys think here? Anything that really jumps out? I I find it interesting out of all these things, uh, two things for me. One is that really the overall design isn't changing a whole lot. Um, And two, touchpad. Why are you keeping the touchpad? Because the touchpad is really pretty much just a giant useless button that nobody, hardly any games use for anything meaningful. Uh, it's like a map button, basically. Yeah. Um, so the the light, is it just the light bar that goes across the front of it, or is it the... No, the thing on the back, back that the camera picks okay, up. Okay, yeah, yeah, so that's super weird. 
But, I mean, you know what? That might be part of the issue that I've always had with the DS4s. That's the battery on it. It was never just never lasted very long. Yeah, that's really And I'm wondering really if that's, you know... Because I've seen the same thing with, like, the Nacon on occasion. If I've got that light on, it just kind of sucks the battery out of it. Mm. Um, so I'm fine with it as long as, you know, uh, everything else still functions, you know, right? I love USB-C. Uh, I'm not sure about smaller thumbsticks because my thumbs are big. But, <laughs> you know, whatever. We'll see what happens. Control freaks. Control freaks, yeah. I've got a huge, huge collection of those. <laughs> so... But yeah, I mean, you know, this this is something that has worked for him. It's worked for PS4 players. So, you know, don't go out and break the wheel, man. Just kind of fix what needs to be fixed. I was going to say, it feels like, and Bert, get your thoughts too, but it feels like for the guys who are really kind of PS, more hardcore guys, right, they don't want big change. Like, they seem to yeah. mostly enjoy the DualShock 4. I, sure. I've said before, I'm not a fan of it, but regardless, most people, I think, are okay with it. So it's, it's almost like small improvements, right? Yeah, that, and I think that's just the Sony um, mindset dating from the PS1, really. If you think of the controllers from PS1 to PS2 to PS3 to PS4, nothing's really changed on it. The PS4's biggest things was that touch, you know, center area. The joysticks moved a little further away from the center. I mean, if you can go back and actually hold the PS3 controller, it is tiny compared to the DualShock yeah. 4. So if you have bigger hands, I can't even imagine how your thumbs used to hit like each other when you would move those little joysticks um so seeing that i think they're kind of exactly what you both have said it's they're kind of sticking to the same formula a few adjustments here and there with the light bar going away that kind of has me interested into what does that mean from a tech standpoint because that's mainly been used for like motion and vr stuff so are the is the new vr that's been rumored going to have its own motion stuff do you no longer use the controller does it come with its own controller a lot of questions come from that. And then the other weird thing that I've actually enjoyed a bit is the little speaker in the DS4, um, just because I enjoy having that in different games. I think it's just kind of a cool little thing. Yeah, so, and um, it is on the patent. I didn't put that here on our right, yep. but it is on the patent. So. Yeah, so um, I, I, I'm interested in, in seeing more of that stuff. I haven't had the same issues with the DualShock 4 as you guys have had. I think, obviously, I have smaller hands than you guys, so it works. But the thing that is weird is when you move, depending on if you're a pure PlayStation player, then when you use the Xbox controller, you get hand cramps just because of the different where your muscles are used to hitting, and then vice versa. So I play more on Xbox than I do on PlayStation, and my hands have always cramped on the DualShock 4 um, just because it's a wider controller than it is uh, on the Xbox controller. So can't wait to see it. I, I'm really looking forward to the new controllers. Now I guess next up is what is Xbox going to be doing? We're not going to see anything new from Nintendo for a long time, so what are they going to do next? I, I think it's going to be neat either way. I, I can't wait to play them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's funny you mention it being wider because it is, right? It's wider, but your thumbs are closer together, which has always right. been kind of odd to me. Yeah. Um, so, I, what, it, what it essentially does is it moves the inside of your hand out wider and puts your thumbs closer. So, it's, it's a weird feeling, and that's exactly where I get the cramps. So, if you're watching the video, my hand cramps are right here when I go to DualShock 4 and I'm playing something for, you know, 40 hours or something. And then I go back to the Xbox controller and what happens is your inner hand goes back in and now your your joysticks are now offset. So it's it's a weird change. And so props to the people that play, you know, tons of PlayStation, tons of Xbox to where you just never have that issue like I do. You need to have some, like, uh, do some hand kegels. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe stretch it out a little bit before you play. It's just—it's weird. I'm weird about it. I'm weird about ergonomics. Like if I type too long, I start feeling like I have carpal tunnel going on. So it, it's—I I guess since I'm in a computer all day long, it means something yeah. to me a lot more. Small hand problems. 
<laughs> yeah. That's why I have the Nacon. The Nacon feels yeah. more like the Elite. It's uh, less transition. All right. So let's talk about our three, uh, our platform of the year. Google Stadia. I sold everything. <laughs> Jesus. I sold my Xbox, my PlayStation. I'm going straight going, Stadia. Going full Stadia. Full, full war. Stadia. All right. So you're not playing much this holiday. Yeah. Um, so launch is here. Uh, reviews are out. Um, long story short, it's uh, it doesn't seem to be very good. I think I have the word disaster on here. I'm not <laughs> sure if we'd call it exactly a disaster, but it's certainly not good. So some of the issues um, that popped up was that uh, 4K seems to be rarely supported, um, and even major titles that were advertised as being 4K are not actually 4K. They're actually upscaling, and they're not maintaining the resolution. It's bouncing around. Uh, Pre-order numbers from some of the guys who track this stuff um, on Twitter and whatnot said uh, the cancellation rate seemed to be very high. Uh, and Dan's one of them. Yep. And that uh, one one person was doing some research on Destiny 2, which was kind of the big showcase title, for better or for worse, for Stadia, that the total number of players on Stadia on Destiny 2 is less than 10,000, and that you couldn't even play multiplayer because the total number of people playing multiplayer across the entire service was less than 100. That's crazy. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, and there's screenshots of that. I'm not making this up. Um so what do we think here guys i mean you come out of the gate in november holiday season um you have your infrastructure is not ready clearly it's not fully ready um you really don't have any big games to pull anyone in um you're asking 140 dollars for what equates really to a controller um and not a great controller which is another thing that uh, has been complained about is that the controller itself is the way it's pieced together makes it impossible to uh Fix. So when the issues pop up, like people are having button issues or thumbstick issues, if you take it apart, it basically it, it's like near impossible. Um, so this this isn't looking good. So where do they go from here? Um, you have to think that they really don't have a ton in the pipeline from a game perspective that they've shown, at least that I'm aware of. You know, like we talked about Borderlands Three and some other big titles coming, but they're not new titles. They're not unique titles. They're not exclusives. Uh, people generally have these on Xbox. They don't have the achievements set up. The friends list is kind of screwy right now. There's no solid ecosystem to really draw people in. I don't know. I don't know what this looks like in a year from now. No clue. Yeah. Okay, uh, Google, uh, your move. Yeah. Go ahead, Dan. <laughs> no, I don't, I, I don't know. I canceled mine uh, probably September-ish, maybe August. Um, when the, it started to look like yeah. things were going around. Yeah, when you started seeing stuff, you're just kind of like, I got out of this firestorm. <clears throat> I'm sure there'll be plenty of uh, units available if I wanted to get them later. Um, I feel bad a little bit for Google. You know, some of the good things I've I heard about it. I'm just going to be I, clear. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you want to see everything to see. You want to see people want, push each other. I want to see developers do well, right? right but. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, there's even been a ton of developers now I've heard that are starting to look into pulling their games from the system, or Yikes. not put put people, you know, or put their games development resources off. Of yeah, them. they're like, yeah. oh, why would we even bother, you know, porting this over? Um, the good things that I've heard about it actually, there's only been one thing was that the load times are fantastic. <laughs> so, yay Stadia. Um, I don't know, man. I've, I've played around with uh, XCloud enough to know that. It can be done. Um, it can be done relatively well. Um, there are still, it's still not the perfect tech, you know, anywhere. No, and I think know? that speaks to, and I've read some articles this week saying that, like Microsoft 
having the approach of, you know, you're rolling xCloud, it's free, it's right. it's limited right now, and clearly there's a long-term expansion plan right. to improve it and improve it and improve it, where Stadia just launched a new platform, right. basically with somewhat similar tech, it's actually less advanced, um, but now you've got a platform that just doesn't work for many people. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it is a disaster. Um, now, now I'm kind of just interested in seeing what's next as far as maybe Amazon. You know, I know they're working yeah, on something. Yeah, they're now. talking about it. Um, they've got the infrastructure to pull this off. Yes, they do. Um, especially with like Twitch and um, everything they've got already set up. So we'll see. You know, this does not look good. And uh, with Google's track record of you know supporting things that don't seem to work out, I can see them just kind of letting this kind of fall aside and we never hear from it again. You guys remember Stadia? No, me either. <laughs> um, so I've watched a lot of uh, footage on it um, from different outlets from I guess uh, Digital Foundry I watched I watched IGN I watched GameSpot I watched funny enough CNET and some of just the technical people that aren't really gaming outlets but they've given their two cents I've seen the only time that it's actually playable is if you have the Chromecast Ultra and you're hard lined in and you have more than like 50 and up uh, internet as far as down uh, your speeds go so a lot of features that were advertised for the longest time are not available at launch. Um, even if you do have, if pay for it and you're using like an Xbox or PlayStation controller to play it, you're not getting the best experience that way either. Um, I've seen some outlets that had an awesome experience one day and they went back with the same exact conditions, hardlined and everything, and it was absolutely horrible. So, um, and then the other weird thing is that they're, they're offering this pro, you know, um, a, 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 I think it's like a pro contract or pro. Uh, service that you a subscriber service that you have you still have to buy the games after that and the games that you're buying digitally are more expensive than they are on other consoles so it's just kind of a weird thing like mortal kombat 11 i think was going for like 40 bucks and that's considered on sale when you can get it for like 20 and 25 on xbox mm -hmm. playstation and pc so it's like why do that but um i think the the verdict from most places is if you are a pc console gamer today and you can play all these games that have been out for a very long time. Stadia is not for you, period. There's no other way around it. If you are a casual gamer, um, and maybe you used to game, or you're just kind of barely gaming a little bit, it's worth looking into, but not yet. Um, it's just me as a cloud gaming guy. I've, I've now tried xCloud a little bit. It's still not where it needs to be to where it's, you know, some games are completely playable. And I think Google is kind of showcasing the fact that Microsoft is just doing this so much better from a messaging standpoint, from clearly saying this is a beta we're only letting certain people in we're slowly rolling out features along those lines google's messaging has been an absolute mess um and i think people that were pre-ordered long time ago are getting their pre-order and saying what the hell this is not what i signed up for what is going on um so to your casual gamer they don't even know what the hell's going on they just know something's out they're going to order this crappy controller and they're going to start playing something and then it's like um i think this works i'm not quite sure it's, uh, what, what's going on how come i can't connect why is everything <coughs> shuddering everywhere so um, it's just in a weird place. I don't think Google was ready for this. Um, I'm more into let's see what it looks like six months down the road. But the launch has been horrid from what I've heard from all over the place. Yeah, there was a guy uh, <clears throat> I follow on Twitter who posted a video of trying to play Samurai Showdown. Um, and he said this is completely unedited. And it was like a two and a half minute video he posted. But good God, man, it was yeah, awesome. horrendous. Um, I was like, I don't even know what I'm watching right now. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. And I, I'm not going to say any names here, but Bert, you remember we were at E3 this year, and we had lunch with a guy in the industry who I made friends with a few years ago, and so we meet up in L.A. from time to time, and we had lunch. 
And what he said to me was that his, okay, I don't want to give away who this is. So someone, one of his colleagues who's also in the industry said that as soon as they found out it was Phil Harrison running this, it was DIA, DOA, I mean. Well, he's killed everything he's touched. Th that's, that was the point. Um, yeah. So, you know, take that as you will, but it was kind of funny looking back on that conversation now, six, five months ago, um, yep. saying that, yeah, they had zero confidence that statement God, was going to work. It? Was it Xbox One? Was the, he wasn't there for that. He was there for the PS3. He was, um, he's been all over the place. So he was part of Xbox for a while. He was yeah. part of Sony for a while. I mean, he's been everywhere. So Yeah. Um, and it, it's, I really wonder where the line is for Google. <laughs> I wonder where they finally say, you know what, let's just kind of abandon this um, or let's throw a ton of money. I, I, I really wonder where their budget is for this because it's just not ready. Um, and I don't even know if we're personally ready for cloud gaming yet, just from an infrastructure standpoint. Because if I'm playing in my own house today with some stuff, I just don't feel like it's we're at that point. And I have pretty fast internet. I've got 400 down. Um, so for people, I think the, Ains, you might know this more than me, but what's the average speed that your average American gets just across the country? Uh, that's a great question. I don't know. I think I think the last 30 I saw, 40, right? yeah, yeah probably, that, that that's actually there. where I think it is. I think it's between thirty and fifty, um, and there's some places that don't even have that. They have like ten, and that's the best that they can get. Um, and so, if you're trying to do cloud gaming right now across the country, it's just we're not quite there. But for the people that are there, what they're playing is just really poor. It was funny you said, you know, for gamers today who are on consoles or PC, and then. They're obviously going to play on that, whatever they're on today, <clears throat> or all of the above, like we do. Um, and then for casual gamers who don't have that, uh, the answer is not Stadia. The answer is go get a console or a PC. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're just, you know, they're super affordable nowadays. You can get, what, our Black Friday deals for uh, PS4 and Xbox One are like 200 with games. Yeah. With yep. great games. Yep. There's no reason to. Why would you pay 140 bucks for Stadia controller? That barely works when you can get a PS4 with Horizon Zero Dawn, Last of, of Us War. Remastered, and what was God it? of War, and God of War for two hundred bucks. That's insane. Yeah, it insane. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And that's so. and that's the that's the new market from a used market. You can probably get a PS4 or Xbox One for one fifty, one forty. Yeah, um, for sure. So easily. Lord. Yeah, I mean, it, we're at the end of the generation, right? It's always if you haven't invested yet, now's the time. The deals are crazy. So. All right, so uh, let's move on. We had a listener question this week we wanted to get to, so and it's kind of an interesting one. So, guys, if you had infinite money, if you had Google money, and you were going to start a new development studio, would you start Stadia? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> what kind of studio would you build? Or, excuse me, start a new studio. What type of game would you make as your premier AAA game? Like, how specific? Well, so I can, I, yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'll go and then you guys can, I don't know what you were thinking, but so I was thinking about this, like what would be my favorite type of game if I could come up with anything I wanted in mine, I was thinking would be similar in ways to like Diablo. Um, so take like Diablo three, maybe Diablo four, um, and have a, um, an action based deep role playing game with loot, uh, extremely deep skill building and loot. Uh, so adding some Western RPG elements similar to what we saw with Outer Worlds or old Bioware games into the Diablo model. So you would have uh, four to six character classes, what have you. But the character classes um, would not only have unique builds and customization that you could do, but they would have unique storylines. 
um, so that, you know, if you play through as, you know, if you play through Diablo as the different character classes, the gameplay is very different uh, from a skill perspective, but the story doesn't change. Right. I'd like to see a game where, um, depending on who you pick, you could replay it through each character's perspective and the story would change and you could still have decision making in the game as well. You get um, a little bit of that with like Divinity. You do a little bit, yeah. So kind of a mix. I think my ideal game would be a mix between the fast-paced and loot building of like Diablo with some of the writing and story building of games like Divinity, the old Baldur's Gate games. Mm -hmm. um, just something like that in a, in a really, really big world that you could also play co-op in like you can in some of those games. Um, you know, so that you could take your own character with you and play, you know, with, with your friends and whatnot. So it's uh, that would be a monumental game to build but you know if i had my druthers i'm gonna throw that word out there what do you know about that mm -hmm. um that's the <laughs> uh, the that's the <laughs> that's the type of game i think i would make nice are you yeah. next dan or am i, am I next go for it go for it yeah so dan, dan just said yakuza so i mean so mine was kind of weird. Initially, when I thought about it, I was like, I really want to make a really nice AAA tennis game. We haven't had one of those in a really long oh, time. Oh, man, I miss them. But then, but then I was like, if I'm starting an, a new studio with infinite money, <laughs> is tennis yeah, really the route tennis. to take with it? Yeah, so... <laughs> well, I mean, so uh, it could be the best tennis else. game ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, um, I thought a little bit more about it. And what I would want to do is I'd like to get some you know, really good thinking minds and kind of bring back some really fun coach, uh, coach, couch co-op games. Um, so there's been like your dumb Mario party games or like your fusion frenzies or whatever the case is. But I would, I don't feel like those are full triple A games and there are tons of little mini games. I'd like to figure out a multiplayer game where you can have four players at home and kind of bring that back um, in some way. So I don't really have an exact game type. Uh, I don't know if it's racing or puzzles or you know, like that fun dot game that we saw at E3. Um, I don't really know what the actual concept is yet, but I'd like to come up with some just a franchise of just awesome multiplayer games that people look forward to every other year or whatever the case is and put a massive budget into it and bring back the fun of couch co-op. So you're thinking like something story-driven or more uh, like a comical just for fun type thing? It, it could be one both of those, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know. I, I really... And tennis, yeah. Well, funny enough, Virtua Tennis co-op four-player was absolutely amazing to play um, with friends. We still play it, funny enough, on the Dreamcast every once in a while. But, uh, yeah, I, that's not the same. It's just not, it's just not as fun. I don't know what it is. But, uh, well, I yeah, know that's, what it is. It's not realistic at all. I'm not, you know. <laughs> all right, Andre Agassi. Yeah, come Robert on. Frederer. We need a realistic. Bert and, I, Bert and I have been on this soapbox for a long time. Him more than I, but I'm, I'm right there behind him. You learn new things every day here at Season Gaming. <laughs> we need a tennis game. Tennis. Top spin. Bring it back. Oof. Remember what was Rockstar had one at the ping pong. Table tennis? Yeah, I, I own that. Uh, no, it was table tennis. Actually. That was kind of That fun. was good. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Dan? So what's your, what's your idea? Shit. Um, well, I think I would take, like, I love Star Wars, right? I'd love to see, like, a Red Dead mixed with maybe like a choice driven narrative like outer worlds you know but actually make like you said make things more meaningful but in the star wars universe and make it you know where it's incorporated maybe throughout the entire span of the movies instead of just you know i mean it'd be a huge huge game 
Yeah, you know. got infinite money. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It might take so, 20 years to develop. So, Dan, exactly but, like The Mandalorian, then, pretty much. Dude, that show, we should talk about that. Let's, <laughs> I watched <laughs> the last episode last night. It was fantastic. But, yeah, something that incorporate, you know, that's in that universe that incorporates some of the known characters, you know, maybe throughout the, you know, like a, a one person's journey from that first, you know, episode or first uh, uh, movie to... The so end you, of you mean the uh, original, not or not the, original, but the nine movies. Yeah, the nine movies. Like, span, like, but your own story and how you weave throughout those um, th- stories and what role that you played. Okay. You know, but it would be so there'd be different paths and endings. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but in you know the third person, because that's just what I like playing anymore. Um, in the vein of Red Dead, you know, the mm. slightly better controls, maybe Cowboy Star Wars. You know, yeah, <laughs> Cowboy Star Wars. <laughs> But yeah, you can That's, play a yeah. Jedi, or you can play a bounty hunter, or you can play, you know, a diplomat. You can play whatever you want. I see what you mean. Okay. You kind of just make that own character, and then that's the role that you'll play throughout the game. And you go back, you start off with somebody else, you can play a whole other, you know, it might be a 100-hour game. I'm okay with that. And then uh, microtransactions, yeah. tons of them. <laughs> tons and tons of microtransactions. <laughs> We're going to make our money back, yeah. damn it. Because I need to keep that money infinite. Um, lots of, lots of... Uh, character customization yeah yeah mostly that, mostly microtransactions so. <laughs> that's one of the same my game too you know you pick a class but the class is a dedicated character so that you can do a story like focus like in witcher right where there is a story for that character but you can customize your look and feel and all that nice. like endlessly yes you yeah i'm taking that. your microtransaction idea okay. i'm going loot boxes i like right. <laughs> <laughs> you need a sequel man I'm already working on the sequel. We haven't got the first game out the door yet, but I'm working on the sequel. Beautiful. Yeah. It's going to it's gonna work. All right. So let's talk about reality again and what we're actually playing. So who wants to kick us off here? I'll go. Okay, you go. Yeah. Go ahead. So um, I finished uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Um, that's the game that me and Dan are both reviewing. Um, and I absolutely loved it. So fantastic game. If you are on the fence of getting it and you're not sure if it's good, just buy it. It's that good. It's good. <laughs> um, uh, going back to Call of Duty, uh, playing a lot of that. I'm, funny enough, I have every achievement now except one that I'm working on, um, which has been actually kind of fun to get. And then I actually uh, have tried Need for Speed Heat. So surprised by that. Um, I've kind of taken a break off the Need for Speed franchise for a while because it just got really kind of boring. Uh, so this did one EA, seems to, so. Yeah, they still yeah, are. Yeah, in general, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's 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 pretty fun. I'm, not, I'm saying if you're a big Horizon um, fan, it's it's somewhere in that vein of gameplay and everything. I wouldn't say that it's amazing or that it's like a must-play for 2019, but I think if you're willing to give something a try or if you're just going to open to a new racer i think it's good so so far pretty good i'll give it a shot hmm. maybe no nah. <laughs> <laughs> no actually I, I tried it out and i lasted 10 minutes and it felt so much like the last Talk about one. need for speed right yeah, need for speed okay yeah. and i was just like yeah i'm, I'm okay i got plenty of this stuff to <laughs> yeah. 10 minutes Thanks. Jeez. 10 minutes whoa, marathon whoa. Made over there 10 minutes i mean i you know he had three red bulls i did yeah I saw, I saw, I think I saw Vin Diesel, and, you know, I was just like, this can't be good. Um, anyway, I've been playing, uh, speaking of Vin Diesel, uh, Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much the same thing. Uh, yeah. So, I started playing that, I finished playing that, I did not finish the game. Um, actually, what happened was, um, my son 
So the way it works with the, with the Nintendo and sharing their your digital games is super convoluted. No, um, it's crazy how terrible it is. You mean Nintendo didn't make it easy? Yeah. So actually, I, me and all three of my sons are all playing. We only bought one copy of the game, but we had to play on different uh, consoles. Okay. So I went on the on the on my Switch. Uh, two of them on my kids' Switch, and then one on the the light. And it turns out that the one that was on the light wanted to play it on the TV. So I was like, crap. So he had to save over my game. <laughs> and I lost all my progress. Oh, because you can't dock it. I see. Yeah. No, you can't okay. dock that one. So thanks, Nintendo. Um, but anyway. The Switch that doesn't switch? Yeah, the Switch that doesn't switch. Um, that's why it's the light, man. <laughs> um, it's, it's a Pokemon game, from what I remember. You know, back in the day, playing the old Game Boy ones, it's pretty much the same thing, except in color. Uh, cool new graphics. Um, basically the same loop. Um, they got a cool new Dynamax feature, which I, I I can't really expand on. Your Pokemon get big. But if you're a fan of the old ones, then you will be a fan of this one, 100%. Um, short of that, I've been playing Yakuza 4, trying to get through that before the next part comes out. Is that the first time playing 4? Yep. Oh, okay. It's cool. part of that remastered stuff that came out. Okay. So, um, finish three, uh, on to four. It's a whole different kind of take because you don't play as just the main character. You play as him and three other people. So oh. it took me a minute to kind of get used to that. I wasn't really a fan of that at first. But once you start getting to know the other characters, it actually gets a little bit better. Uh, I think I'm almost done with that. And then I actually started playing Red Dead Redemption 2 online. Some yeah. of my other friends uh, got into it and finally bought it because it went on sale. For thirty bucks, even though it's been on sale for thirty bucks Wait, before. Wait, you finally bought it? No, I've had it. Yeah. No, my friends did. Oh, I was gonna uh, say. Yeah, so we they we used to play the original all online all the time. Mm -hmm. It was super fun. Yeah, it was. Um, so they were like, "Oh, well, can we play some?" They still have co-op stuff. I said, "Yeah, they, they got missions and stuff. They got tons of stuff. It's it's there's so a lot. much bigger. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, I mean, you could be a trader, or a bounty hunter, uh, you know, something else. I can't. Remember. There's a whole oh, bunch of different trader. Something else, yeah. Those are only oh, the first, collector. Those are only the first three, though. Yeah. They're adding more. Yeah. So there's tons of stuff to do. <clears throat> tons of little missions you can do. Um, the economy is garbage. Now you know you really almost have to if you want to just spend some money, man. I did. You I did. Percent did. They had a limited time. Or your first time, you got like a five dollars deal for like twenty five gold bars. The problem with the that is that to get to those, you know, trader or bounty hunter stuff, you have to spend fifteen gold bars. So there's one. So I picked the wrong one. Maybe the right one because Twitch Prime right now, actually, guys, go claim your stuff, is giving you a free bounty hunter license. So really? it saves you $15. Oh. Or 15, 15 gold bars. I better go do that. Yeah, you better go do that. Yeah, and some other stuff. So, but it's just it's taking a while for it to actually get onto my account. Anyway, it's really fun. I really enjoyed it so far. Um, we played just a little bit together. Um, I'm already, like, almost all the way at the red as far as where my, uh, I'm not a very good person, apparently. Oh, oh, I gotcha. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I, I have no idea how to raise that now. You know, I'm trying to, but, you know, people give me missions to go do. And I'm like, okay, I'll go help you get your wagon back. Turns out the police took it. So I have to kill the police <laughs> <laughs> to get your wagon back. So that doesn't really kind of, you know, get you right back where you started. It doesn't really help. But so, it's, it's um, super fleshed out. Tons of stuff. It's basically the whole game, the whole map, open yeah. to um, whatever you want to do. I've been crocodile Dundeed by an alligator. It was fantastic. That happened in the main game. Um, but yeah, totally got eaten. Didn't see it. 
So how about you uh, show a line once in a while, and I'll jump in there with you. Yeah. Uh, you can join uh, Chet's Band of Love. That's what we call our posse. Uh, we got. I spent the two hundred uh, in-game dollars to get the permanent posse or whatever it is, where you don't have to, you know, get. I don't know what it is. I can't remember if I created one for season gaming. I think I did because I played it early on. Um, but it's. I need to go back to it. Yep. Just text me, and I'll tell you if I'm on. <laughs> All right. So I too have been playing Pokemon. I was traveling this week, and so I pretty much played Pokemon on the flights. I've got like six hours into it, shockingly. Yeah. More than I thought I'd have. I've already I've got the first gym badge, which posed zero challenge whatsoever. The game is stunningly simple. Um, I just... Yeah. It's Pokemon. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to last, guys. I tried. It's just the the loop is literally just going and and fighting and collecting, but there's it's super simple. Yeah, the it's, battles kind of grindy too. Yeah, it's super grindy. The battles are ridiculously simplistic. There's I haven't been challenged at all yet. I don't think I've died. Well, I don't even think one of my Pokemon have died yet, even once. Um, it's just yeah, I don't know. You. Yeah, I may end up selling it. So anyway, I give it a shot. Um, I tried Jedi Fallen Order. So yep, playing that. Uh, I'm. I don't know how far I am through it, maybe two-thirds or something like that. It's uh, really, really good. I agree with these guys. These guys have both beaten it and talked uh, heavy praise. I hear that uh, there's some cool twist or the ending's really good, which uh, I hope no one spoils for me. So I'm working my way through that. And then uh, playing Modern Warfare with Bert. We play multiplayer quite a bit. I'm looking forward to playing some more later tonight as we're recording this, actually. You going to jump on? Sure. Maybe, if you're not in yeah, I'll be, I'll be, land. I'll be a little bit later, yeah, but I'll be in there. And then, um, actually, I wanted to talk real quick about a game called Minute, which is a game that was added to Game Pass last month. It's a little 2D black and white game, but it's really interesting. So it's like an old school adventure game where it's like screen to screen, almost like the old King's Quest games, you know. Um, but you get a minute. So you spawn, and timer starts for 60 seconds, 59, 58, and you, you run around and you just kind of explore and try to find new things. But anything that you find or unlock stays with you. So when the timer gets to zero, you die, you spawn back at your house, but then like you now have a sword. So then you go out and you can use the sword to get somewhere new, and then you find cool. you find something else. Uh, I found like a, a key to a lighthouse, right? So then you die, the next time you spawn, then you have the key to the lighthouse. You're like, oh, I gotta find the lighthouse. So you race around and try to find the lighthouse, and you slowly unlock things over and over through the game. It's like the ultra Metroidvania kind of game. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Uh, I had a guy cool. at work actually talk to me about it. Um, and say I needed to give it a shot. He knows I'm a big gamer, and uh, I did yesterday for the first time, and really started enjoying it. Like I was having trouble turning it off, actually, because you just there's a good loop of oh, what can I go find now? What can I go find now? And it just happens so quick every minute that it just keeps you engaged. So it's cool, man. Yeah, I would definitely check it out just for a quick, fun thing and um, some easy achievements too, whether you care about that or not. So uh, pretty neat. Anyway, so we talked, uh, Bert and I talked about Modern Warfare multiplayer, so Bert is actually doing our review of that, our formal review, after kind of going through the updates the game has had, some of the new modes, new maps, and uh, Bert, you want to talk to us about what your final thoughts are on uh, Modern Warfare? Yeah, so I'd love to, yes. <laughs> um, so Why not? Let me, let me preface this review as this is pretty much a launch slash a few updates review so that has changed a little bit on a few areas but um and i'll start with the overall score so i did give it a 7.5 it's um it's not the highest score but it's 
um, not the best game <laughs> to play if, if depending on what you're into. So let me talk a little bit about the game itself. And I will say that it is a great multiplayer refresh, and I think it's definitely one the franchise needed. Um, however, after you get used to all the new things and are playing it a bit, a lot of things kind of start to show themselves as having some issues. So um, let me talk about the good stuff really quick. And um, it is the, the new feel is fantastic. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, the change from the three lane mentality, I think, is something that's really good for the game. However, there is still a few maps that have the three lane mentality. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, so Call of Duty traditionally has had the maps that were um, where you start the map from both sides starting on the other side, you would have a center way to go, a left way and a right way to go, and then a few different areas in the middle. And that was pretty much the Call of Duty mentality. That's all you would really play, really run and gun. Um, there's maps still exist in here, and there's roughly around 20 to 25 maps in total if you um, add the night maps, the ground war maps, and the gunfight maps into what, what I'm talking about in that count. But those new maps are now, there's like a centerpiece, which is kind of a pro and a negative. Un unfortunately, some of the maps have turned into a weird gameplay where the one team will stay inside of that center part of the map, and then the other team is stuck on the outskirts. So um, it is good that that is mixed. There have been there its issues, though. Um, and the, this is where the uh, negatives of the game really take place and why I really scored it a 7.5 is because there is some glaring issues that still exist in Call of Duty and we are now at Call of Duty 27. And this, this stuff should have at least been at least addressed or figured out or at least tweaked in some way. And the biggest issues are the spawn points are horrid on some maps. Uh, Piccadilly was one of the ones that was targeted because the spawn maps were so bad. Sorry, the spawn points were so bad on the map. They have tweaked it and they've added a few new spawn points, but it's still pretty poor. Um, some of the net code, and me and Ains go back and forth on this one a lot, you will get killed by somebody um, and you see what you did and then you watch the kill cam and there's an entirely different experience that the other person has experienced on their side. Really frustrating for a lot of people. This has kind of existed for a long time in Call of Duty and it's really been kind of summarized in the um, hit detection and I guess the way you're seeing things is really negative. That still exists. It's not as bad as some of the past Call of Duties, but it still exists. Um, some other weird things have been like the menus. Um, are pretty good, but there are some stats that are just not refreshing. Once again, we're in 2019, and if we're having issues refreshing stats or challenges that you're doing, I think that's a massive issue that needs to be addressed fairly soon. Um, and then at the launch, there was some weapon balancing issues. So Dan's <laughs> favorite gun, the, the, the 725, was just overpowered. There's all kinds of hilarious memes, videos, GIFs, everything of sniping with the 725 shotgun and killing people across the map. That has been addressed, but it's now been patched twice, and it's still kind of overpowered, but it's still, uh, there's some weapon balancing issues. I would also say that the LMGs are a little bit overpowered for what they are. When you have a 150 to 100 round clip and you can just take people apart from weird distances only because you can mount it somewhere, not really where it needs to be. Uh, we have a friend that plays it and he can snipe with those LMGs and just pick people across the map, which is just kind of silly. So I think those are being balanced over time. Um, and overall, uh, it's pretty good. I will say that the other negatives are there's some modes that are not really well suited to the maps that you kind of have and i will say call of duty overall is their bread and butter is 
uh, team deathmatch. And when you start throwing in domination, hard points, search and destroy, and all these different things on the team deathmatch maps, it doesn't play that well. And so if you are a TDM person, you probably have never experienced this, but if you're more of an objective type person and you're thrown into some of these maps that are not that good, it doesn't flow that well. So you have to be careful on there. Now, those are my negatives. Let me get to my really quick positives. And I will say that there is a beautiful game here that um, I think has needed to be done for a long time. If, if you're a campaign-only guy and you don't play much of multiplayer, well, those graphics, for the most part, have moved over onto the multiplayer side, and it's just a gorgeous game. Some of the best sound that I've ever heard in a game from bullets you know, whizzing mm -hmm. by you, uh, from footsteps, you know exactly where people can be, and that has been tuned as well. They were too loud from the start, and now they've kind of toned those down. Um, and even some of the lighting. So if you play some of the night modes, the lighting is just amazing when you're running through there. Um, and at nighttime, when the lights are jumping off the buildings and shadows, you can actually see people's shadows moving around and you can find where they are, even if they're using like a dead silence, which is one of the perks. So that's really well done. Um, and I will say some other things that are really good is uh, just the bringing back of the Modern Warfare franchise has been implemented really, really well. And my biggest multiplayer mode that I really just love is Gunfight. It's just a new welcome mode that is a, nothing that has been done in Call of Duty before. It's just 2v2. I think it's the first to six wins, um, and it's just a super lot of fun. Um, and we've had a great time with it. Ground War, I'm going to say, is not the best mode. It's just chaos. Um, and I think Call of Duty should kind of stick to playing Call of Duty, not trying to be Battlefield here. So um, overall, if you've been looking for a refresh of Call of Duty, I think it's here. However, some people have not taken well to some of the refresh choices. Um, and it is a great multiplayer mode. I just think it needs a little bit more tuning. I think five, six months down the road is going to be just fantastic. I just hope they don't turn it into a... Um, I guess a cash cow for microtransactions and they start throwing weird operators and stuff into there kind of like they did with uh, some of their past multiplayer games. So fun game. It's, it's pretty good. I've loved the new Call of Duty quite a bit. It's not my game of the year or anything like that, but it is a great multiplayer experience. Nice. I have a question for you. Yeah, sure. Um, how does one uh, get good <laughs> at this game? <laughs> Um, so I, I, I will say that, yeah, there is the issue, and we've talked about this before, too, that if you jump in late to a game that's already kind of matured on, in the multiplayer community, you are at a disadvantage. But there is a few guns in each class that are pretty good standbys to go to. And the biggest thing is take your time with the game. Um, the old run-and-gun mentality of Call of Duty doesn't work for everybody. So if you're getting just destroyed, slow down. If you're moving too slow and you're just... Um, not getting enough kills, maybe speed up a little bit and find the medium that works best for you. Every map in, in Call of Duty is different, so don't treat every map as it's, as it's the same. If it's close quarters, maybe run with a shotgun, an SMG, something fully auto. If it's more open, run with a longer DMR, sniper, something. Just be able to tweak per map is the best thing I can say. Not every map is the same, and you will not have a 20 kill with three deaths match every single match. Sometimes you'll go in and have that. Other times you'll go in and go four and 14. So it just it's just a mix. And be able to kind of tweak your gameplay style is my biggest suggestion. I'm pretty confident in my lack of skills. And <laughs> I don't think I'm going to have to worry about that 20 and three. Yeah. You, you um, always say that, Dan. Yet, however, when we play with you, you actually do pretty well. So shut up. Usually right about average. I would have uh, gladly taken you and replaced some of our teammates last night. So... <laughs> Um, no, very thorough, Bert. Uh, I agree with pretty much everything you said. Um, nice. As you said, gunfight. If uh, if you haven't played gunfight and you have a buddy who plays, definitely play it. Me and Bert have had some hilarious moments in that, and it actually is not only very fun but very tense, which is cool. Um, 
and it's just a unique experience. Ground War, I'm with you. I think Ground War, um, it, it's not a bad idea. I like the concept. The problem with Call of Duty and Ground War is that kill times and kill distances in Call of Duty are too fast. You can kill people from too far away with too many weapons too quickly. And so in a big map, uh, that really makes a difference. You know, you can't really do that in Battlefield. And in Battlefield, because you have the classes, you can heal each other and support each other. Whereas in this, it's like you can be just running to an objective and get killed by, as Bert said, an LMG from like, you know, 500 meters away. And it's like, well, this is a waste of time. Yep. Um, yep. So it just, it, it could be implemented better. But overall, uh, I'm right there with you. Anyway, very good. Any nice. questions uh, on Modern Warfare? Feel free to, to shoot us a question. Um, Bert and I play a lot of it. Bert is kind of our Call of Duty guy here. So I'm sure I'll be happy to answer him. But let's go ahead and move on to Name That Game. And Dan, wait, it. he's on his phone again. Our, uh, <laughs> Second place. All right. All right. So you got something decent for us today? I have no idea if you guys have played this. I right. Probably. Is it a well-known game? How about that? Oh, oh he's asking <sighs> questions your, already. Anybody, yeah, it's, that's your first question. I have no idea. <laughs> no, I just want to make sure it's not <laughs> something that none of us would have ever played. Yeah, as I'm looking this up, uh, Grid 2... Strange Brigade, Abzu, Below, and more are leaving Game Pass on 1130. Oh. So, there you go, guys. Strange sure. Brigade was always one I wanted to go back to and play. But... Yeah. I don't know if I bought that one or not. We're going to find out in, on 1130. <laughs> it's weird that Below is leaving. That's... Yeah. Yeah, that, that game did not land with the... Mm. You know, no, kind it of took forever to come thing. out, too. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's go. All right. Who's first? Doesn't matter. I think I am this week, because uh, I've been second, yeah, yeah the past yeah. couple weeks. All right. I'm always first. It doesn't matter. Game was released uh, in December of 2010 on the Xbox 360 and eventually for Windows 8. Windows 8. Yeah, under a slightly different name. But under a slightly different name. Okay. Uh, Windows, Windows 8. Wow, that's very specific. 2010. Yeah. Uh, you want the date? December 8th. December 2010. Okay. Uh, let's go with Dragon Age Two. No. Hmm. Bert's gonna go right off the bat here. Question. I've got a que I've got a question for you, Dan. <laughs> <Bam>! <laughs> mm -hmm. Does this franchise or game type, or I shouldn't say game type, does this franchise still exist today? In as much as you can still play it? No, no, no. He means are there new <laughs> entries still coming? No. No. Okay. Okay. Nothing I'm going to go with um, Too Human. No. No, no, no. Mm. That's a good Gosh. Game, okay. Great history of that game. Yeah. Look it up. Yeah, we're going to have to... I'll do that for the next one. All right. Uh, number two, Bert. This game was published yes. by Microsoft. Oh. Published. 2010, published by Microsoft, came to Windows 8. Um, gosh. Published by Microsoft. Yep. Um, Microsoft. Fusion That's Frenzy. Good. Two. <laughs> two. Was there a two? I remember the yep, first one. Yep, there was one. There should have been one. I'm pretty sure there was a two, wasn't there? Yeah, there is. And it was two. really bad? Yeah. Yep. It was probably terrible. Come to think of um, it, Fusion Frenzy was a launch title, I think. Sorry, that was a bad guess. Launch title for uh, Xbox, the Xbox. original. Xbox. <laughs> yeah. 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 Back in the day. <clears throat> 2001. Sorry, that's better than most of my guesses. Um, 
Microsoft published, huh? How about, uh... I gave you that one to throw you off, really. How about, uh... Halo Spartan Strike? No. I got to pick a Halo game. I know, I know. Uh, I'm just throwing gosh. something out there. kind of answer with that. All right. Um, Careful now. <laughs> <laughs> no. Much unlike Bird, I have 10, just in case, but I don't think you guys are going to make it that far. Okay, Jeez. so... <laughs> game was designed... This will enable <laughs> ring a bell. I, I can't even... I'm about to laugh my ass you off. You going to be all right? No. Um, it was designed by Joe Robertson from Raleigh, North Carolina, and developed by Wanako Games. I don't know why that I'm laughing so hard right now. Who the hell's wanna, Joe Robinson? Exactly. That's might be why I'm laughing yeah. so hard. <laughs> what the hell? That might be like the worst clue <laughs> yeah, ever. Yeah, what kind of clue was that? That was an Ainsley clue. Uh, come on. That was no, what that don't, was. Don't take me down with you. Uh, Joe what was Robinson. That, what was that development studio? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, but that was just, you know, fluff. Um, it was developed by Wanako game, Games, except I wrote Hames. <laughs> Wanako Games. Holy oh, hell. man. I'm losing my stuff. Oh. Jay Robertson. All right. Wanako Games. What in the living hell? Never heard of Wanako Games, have you? Um, They've done some pretty cool stuff. 2010. 2010. 2010. 2010. Um, Jesus. I don't even, I'm not even sure if I have a guess. And 360, man. That's like right there. Jill Robertson. Knocko <laughs> games. That's one of those. Um, that threw you off. Good God, uh, I got nothing. I don't even want to hold up the episode because I don't even. I can't even come up with a guess. Perfect. Go ahead, Bert. Um, VW, VW Bug Racing. Nice. Is that game. Right. Yeah, that was a Nintendo 64 game. I'm sure there is one. Yeah, probably. All right. Bird takes place in three different locations. Uh, Europe, Japan, and America. Each consisting of five different levels. Jesus. I got a question. Yes. Is this an Xbox Live Arcade title? Indie title? Yes. Yes. It was on the arcade service? Yes. Okay. Hmm. Uh, that should help okay. narrow the thinking a little bit. Ooh, I actually um, do have a guess. Nice. That's not it, but I have a guess. I'm going to go with um, Braid. Raid? Braid. Braid. Oh, Braid. I remember Braid. That was good. Braid was a great game. That was an amazing game. Then he went on to make The Witness, which was terrible. I don't care what anyone <laughs> says. The Witness. Braid was great. No, that's not it. Good choice. Okay. Uh, Joe Danger. No. Okay. <laughs> not Joe Danger. <laughs> uh, this is this is one of those clues that I put in here because I needed ten questions. Uh, in 2013, the game received a DLC pack costing a whopping 160 Microsoft points, uh, which spanned Las Vegas. And London. 160 Microsoft points. You know, people still ask for those when Xbox Live goes down. I want 4,000 Microsoft points. This hasn't been a thing for like five years. Yes, I think that was one of the last things. Yeah. Longer than that, actually. It's been a long time. Um, oh, Microsoft points. I can't find my games. Twitter. I, well, 
Well, why'd you make him Southern? I don't know. Maybe he is. That's, um, the, only, that's the only one I can do. How about the original Trials? Oh, no. That's a good game. Is that Trial or something? Yeah, Trial something. That's why I said the original. Yeah, I, I still think that that's works. Ubisoft. I just couldn't think of anything else. Yeah. Mm. Burt. Um, I'm going to go for my second clue. Is it mm-hmm. a is it a shooter? No. Okay. Um, is it maybe like Roller Coaster Tycoon? No. Uh, hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Number six. Later in 2013, <laughs> it received a sequel introducing four new worlds, the Amazon, the Antarctic, Egypt, and a pirate island. Pirate Island. This is going to be a game I've never heard of. I know it already. <laughs> no, I, I'm pretty sure you've heard of this. If when you li- ask me about the indie games... I'm, if it's I'm, live arcade... It has to be. You know, And I'm saying that because of one of the clues coming up. Okay. Is it my guess? No, I just guessed, Yeah, it's right? your guess. Yeah, you, you go first. Oh. Huh? Uh, Tomb Raider, the Temple of Osiris. Nice. No. I thought that. Well, I thought that was a good guess. That's a good guess. Um, Amazon. Is this a platforming title? Yes. Okay. Platforming indie game on 360 from 2010, where you went around the world. Jill Robertson. No, I'm, I'm done with him. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> I thought you said Joe Robertson. Jill. Oh, oh Jill. Jill. That makes a whole big difference. Oh, I mean, that, if you would have said, I know Jill, what it is now. On the second question. Yeah, well, obviously. Now it is. Uh, old Monaco Studios or whatever we're talking about. I think it's how you say it. Wanako. Um. Wanako Hames. That's what I put down. Jesus. Bionic Commando re re. <laughs> whatever the Bionic one? Commando was that came out for the three sixty. I think it's. Yeah. I think it's rearmed. Rearmed. That's, that's it. right. Yeah. Nope. Okay. Nope. All right. Damn it, Jill. Yeah, well, speaking of which, remember Jill? She was inspired by certain Japanese game shows, like the Japanese game show Sasuke. What? <laughs> this is, a, is it my guess right. now? Or is it, no, it's it mine. Japanese but game shows. It may as well be yours, because I got Japanese nothing. game shows. I don't watch Japanese game Neither shows. Neither do I. I'm in America. I know what they are. Well, yeah, they're game shows in Japan. <laughs> right. But what are their typical Japanese game shows? All right. Uh, it's not like Wheel of Fortune. I don't know what they watch. Come on. Now. Um, I actually have watched some of these games. How about... Uh, they're fantastic. How about Seen It? No. All right. <laughs> I was actually just thinking of that game, funny enough. Yeah, that was a fun game. I still have um, the clickers. Yeah, I think I do too. I yeah, so do I. Yeah. Different color filters. I'm gonna go with where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Mm, no. Damn it! A little funny story for you. Yeah, do it. Well, man, it's not even funny, really, to be honest. But the uh, new head of something important at my company—I'm trying not to give anything away—but she came out on stage for the first time this week at my thing in front of 300 people, mm-hmm. and she's been traveling, meeting it. Uh, meeting people and she actually used where in the world is her name like San Diego and I told her afterwards I said I got the reference did anyone else and she said no you're the first one who said you actually got the reference and I said right on 
Plus, you're gonna have like toilet paper on her foot or something, which has been super embarrassing. The what? <laughs> you ever seen like somebody walk out with like toilet paper on their foot? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I don't know whose turn it is. It is That's Bert's. Bert's. Bert's turn. All right. This should be. This should. This should help you out quite a bit. So it was released alongside Harm's Way for free as part of the Unlock Xbox competition that you're sponsored by a very popular snack food. Boom. I think I've, I've honestly think I've left the 360 generation out of my head. I've lost it. What? So yeah. I thought that um, would give it away. I'm not remembering any of that. Are you, Bert? Negative. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with the tiger from Cheetos. Damn, man. It's the wrong snack food. Oh. Oh, I got it. Do it. Yeah. I don't I can't remember the name of the game. No, that sucks. Oh, you don't got it. You don't got it. <laughs> I know it. Uh, what was it called? Oh, think of it. Think I've of played it. it. I know you have. No, I don't. But I played it. No, I've, I've definitely played it. Um, I think there's a timer on this guess. Oh. So you get another one right after this. Then you get another clue. Dorito Super Smash. No. All right. Well, there goes there goes that guess. Yeah, there goes that guess. Here's uh, here's number nine, boys. Players use their Xbox avatar to play the game. I think I know what your problem is here. I can't think of the damn title. <laughs> that, that's his problem. Yeah, I know the game. I have achievements in it. <laughs> Me too. Oh, I know what it is. Yeah. When you say it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we it's, tag team uh, this your, one. It's your guess, Ains. Oh, I'm not gonna come up with the name. I'm just not. It's not gonna come into my head. Um, damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Bert's got it. Yeah, that's okay. I thought of it first. He knows it. He just can't think of the name. No. Um. Yeah, I don't want to hold us up because I know I'm not gonna remember the name. So go for it. Is it Connect Adventures? No. What? No. What? Damn it! Damn it, Bert! That's not it. Right, What's Connect Adventures have to do with snack foods? <laughs> Well, you can use your avatar. That's the only one that I've ever played that uses an avatar Snack in the foods. game. Okay. No. Well, this one will hopefully help you. Okay. I know the game. I this can is picture the last it. One. Yeah, I mean, I'm playing it right now in my head. All right. So players make their way through different obstacle courses trying not to crash. Quote, unquote, crash. That's how I wrote it. Crash. Well, you can't enunciate the freaking title of the game. I didn't. Okay. He doesn't know it. Try. I don't know it. It's no, over. Bert, it's your guess, Bert. Oh, pass. No. All right. Doritos Crash Course. That's it. Woo! Last one. Crash Course. Crash Course. That's it. It was the, with the T-Rex on it. Yes. Yeah. Man, the the hell That was even better. You never played it? It was no. free. It was a free game. It was a free game, and you could actually get achievements on. Yep. And you just ran. It was like it was like a. It was super like, simple. Yeah, it was like American Ninja Warrior, but like uh, we're gonna as your avatar. We're you gonna... could you could like thou or not thousand the game two hundred it I it think 200, right two hundred yeah. it in like twenty minutes. Yep. We're yep. gonna have to put some rules around freaking name that game. <laughs> hey. It's it's suddenly. Jumped into my head at when question nine with the Doritos. I've never even heard of this game. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was it, it was popular because it was it was it was a promotional thing before yeah. Christmas. 
Yep, right and Doritos sponsored it as a free game, and it was on the dashboard to download for free. Yep, Joe Robertson if you are, created this. If you are a listener at, in this, at this point, please put, okay. yes, I've heard of Doritos Crash Course. Yes, if you are a listener. Please also tell me which one of you say, played, more of you have played Medios <laughs> or Doritos Crash Course. I'd like to see this. Put this up on Twitter. A poll. Put a poll. All right. I'll put a poll up this week. (laughs) I want to see the results of this poll. All right. Let's put the poll up. Official season gaming poll going up. Doritos Crash Course or both? Yes. And we'll see see what happens. Yes. Okay. There you go. That's fair. Now, to be fair, more of my followers are Xbox leaning, so it's not really a. Yeah, it's not going to really be fair. We'll take off a certain percentage. No, you need to put put it on season gaming, not Ainsley Bowden. Yeah, Poor shopper. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll retweet it. Well, I mean, it's just more exposure, but that's fine. We'll put it up in season game. Do it. Hilarious. <laughs> anyway, well, we got it on the 10th question. Yes. Mostly because I enunciated. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, somebody had to get it. All I right. I really felt bad. God. Anyway, good episode, guys. Let's go ahead and close this bad boy out. So, uh, guys, let me know what we've got coming here. Bert, we have video coming this week on Switch Shovelware. We talked about it last week. Um, coming out this week. We're trying to figure out what to name it, but it's a fun video. Definitely check that out. Look for midweek, Bert. Uh, well, it will be available this weekend. We just need to decide on when to actually publish it. So Okay, um, so as you're listening yeah. to this, should be up. Uh, yeah. The written, are you, written Modern Warfare uh, multiplayer review? Yeah, well, I'll have that up this weekend as well. Oh, perfect. Um, we so should that's have up as well. A, as you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah, we we should have Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Um, hopefully the start of the week, and then we'll have a follow up in the middle of the week, as both of ours kind of sharing our opinion. Sweet. Yeah, and we can. Uh, I may be done with it by then too, because I've got some time off for the holiday, so we could all have a follow up discussion next week on it, which would be good. Cool. Um, then I got, I got, I got one more, maybe two more aims for you. Go for it. Uh, we will be doing a Shinmu 3 Collector's Edition unboxing <laughs> from Limited Run Games. Um, I've been on the fence on even opening this thing and maybe just selling it or returning it because the game apparently is not being reviewed very well. Don't try and, and sell it. But uh, the uh, one I will be doing that you may or may not care about is the Death Stranding CE. Um, it's been out for a while, but if you like watching our unboxings, I just want to unbox that one just because it's kind of a crazy one. So that will be up as well. Okay. Cool. Anything you work on? Uh, I'll have that Jedi Fallen Order review up, hopefully, by the time this comes up. Okay. Um, so I, I just got my car back, so I'll be able to finish up the videos for... Uh, oh, the xCloud. My xCloud yes. adventures. So that should be so, fun, guys. So Dan's yeah. been using xCloud quite a bit, and so he's actually doing a video of his experience of it and using the different models, different locations, everything. So mm-hmm. if you're wondering what it's like out in the true wild, not just sitting at home, um, that's <laughs> what he's As wild as Kansas City can get. Yeah. Yeah. Well... You know. Yeah. You've been to Crossroads? It's a freak show. (laughs) (laughs) You made me choke up. (laughs) All right. And on that note, close us out. It's been Big Cast 82. It's been a lot of fun, guys. Thanks for tuning in as always, and we'll see you next week.